You are listening to a Jesus Film Project podcast, The Unheard Story, where we tell stories that the world needs to hear. And welcome to the Unheard Story Podcast. This is Lara Malamo, your host, and today we have a really special recording that my husband Joe and I did over a year and a half ago with Mari and Billy Erasmus. They began to share how they came to know Christ, how they got involved with the Jesus film, how they raised their own money and funds to create Jesus film into a different language, and even about a different showing that they had that was a miraculous event. I hope you're really encouraged by their stories. Let's begin. Welcome, Billy and Mari. Really glad to have you here, and we just met you, and mm-hmm. we're excited to be able to talk to you for a little bit. We'd love to hear how you got involved. Thank in you missions. for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, well, I, I can start off by uh, by saying that, you know, after we, we, we met Jesus in a late time of our lives, you know, I was 41 years old when that happened. And uh, it happened in a church, you know, and they made an invitation and both of us went forward and received Christ. And uh, as we all know, you know, never anything has been the same after that. Um, but we very soon, she, she first of all got um, a job with Campus Crusade for Christ as a bookkeeper. And uh, that's how I got to know about them. And then I followed suit after that about a year later. So in 1983... We joined Campus Crusade for Christ. We were, you know, we were just immersed in the ministry, doing what we, you know, had to do. Those days, we knocked on doors and shared the four laws, did all kinds of things, and had seminars. But it was in '85. Uh, I was I was involved in the media department um, at that point. We would videotape some of the seminars and send the tapes out. And I was in the video department when someone came back from the U.S. with a uh, copy a VHS copy of the Jesus film. Never heard of it, you know, and uh, and I was asked to make copies of this. So I had it on there and I was busy making copies and I watched this movie for the first time and I just realized the incredible power that this movie has. Now at that point, I think they only had like not even a hundred languages done. Wow. I think the goal was 274. I was like, wow. Exactly. In any case, so, but I just fell in love with the movie, and, uh, and, 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 and I would, you know, I had a copy of it on a Betamax, <laughs> and I would go around and show this to groups, you know. And then God just put something in my heart about the Jesus film, and, uh, she was in the office doing what God called her to do. I was the financial director for eight years. Mm-hmm. And then he got involved. Well, I mean, and, and, and I was now, you know, working with this movie and seeing lives changed, you know. And, and I would go out and come back and so excited about what things happened. And i tell her, but I could see that it doesn't really resonate because she wasn't there. And I, and I kept on nagging her to come and join my ministry, and she just didn't want to. I said, I've got my ministry, honey. You go on with yours. You know, I'll pray for you. You go. Yeah. And so that's, then he conspired with God. <laughs> yeah, someone, praying he's a for smart me. man. Yeah. Someone gave me the advice to say, stop nagging her and just pray about it. And we reached it. And I think it was three months later. Well, I just said to him, I've reached the ceiling of where I am. So maybe I should just 
go with you and see what this is like. And I was captured. Hmm. Yeah, so she, she joined the Jesus Film Ministry at that stage. And, and where, where were you at that? In South, South Africa. Africa. South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, that's where you both grew up? Yes. yes. And so I heard that, uh, you know, we were, this was the days where it sounds crazy, but there was no faxes, there was no internet, there was nothing like no, that. No, no, no. The easiest, the easiest <laughs> thing apart from a normal letter was tele, telex. Telex, yeah which some companies used to have. We didn't have one, but we had an engineering company a couple of floors up that had one. And I heard that the Jesus film was being translated into different languages. And I just had this burden that I need to do it for South Africa. You know, we have 11 official languages in the country. Okay. So I telexed a Polishman and asked him, you know, I wanted, and, and he sent back and he said, yeah, you can do that, but, uh, you know, I'll send someone to come and show you what we need to be done. So they sent over a lady, Janice Nickel, who was in Kenya at that station. She came via Swaziland because you couldn't get back into Kenya if you go to South Africa. So she came via Swaziland and she explained to us the process of getting a translation done and this is the script and this is how you do this. And... (laughs) So Mahi was with me with that, and so we were invited, and so we were excited. We were going to do it for the, the largest group of language group in South Africa. It was about, uh, probably about 20 million people Whoa. speak that language. Okay. <laughs> so Mari caught the vision. Yeah, yeah, she was all over this thing. But um, I, I, I then realized that, you know what, maybe I should first do my language, because then at least I know what's going on. And I'll get some experience before I tackle this other language. Sure. We also have, I mean, there's about 14 million people speak Afrikaans. We rented a studio. I got a producer. He was a famous producer and TV personality in the country. Mm-hmm. I got the advice where she, Jana said to me, she said, when you go, when you find the people, don't just look for Christians. Find the best people, the people that can do it, you know, that have the knowledge. And that was very good advice. Because I was thinking, where am I finding all these Christian people to do all this stuff? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so somebody recommended this guy and said, he's the best in the industry. So I went and spoke to him and and he was interested in it. And so after the third meeting, I took him a Bidimax copy and I told him, you better watch this. If this is the project we're going to start doing. He watched it and the next morning at seven, he called me and I could hear. Mm -hmm. He accepted Christ (laughs) that night on the video. Incredible. And so that had a lot of meaning for us. Yeah. And no money. No money whatsoever. And I didn't even know how to start this thing. The cost for producing this was $25,000. And so we had no money. So we had like $200 in our account, which I used mm. to produce a brochure that I was going to do fundraising with. Wow. Um, any case, but we started the process. You know, we got the studio. This guy hired all these top-notch people from the TV to come and do the voices, you see. They're all very well-known in the country. And so now we're producing. I go to the studio and they, you know, they produce the language. And so every time I get there, they ask me if I had money. They all know that I'm trusting God for money. And I'll say, no, not yet. Any case, so... At the end of the first week, uh, this guy, the producer, came to me and he said, you know, we, we need money for this thing. You know, we, I know that you trust in God, but, you know, we. And I said, Andre, don't, you know, God's going to provide. 
I just knew he would, but I, I don't know how and when. Well, the Friday, this was the Thursday, the Friday morning on my way to the studio, my director, just as I left the office, called me and said, hey, by the way, you, you still need money for this production you're busy with. And I'm, of course, I need money. He said, how much? I said, $25,000. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know. I got this in the mail yesterday, uh, an envelope. He says, maybe this will help you. Opened it up, it was $25,000. From an anonymous donor. From anonymous, wow. I mean, I, at that point in my life, I could trust God for $100. Yeah. I mean, 25000 was like way this out of is, my league. Yeah, I walked into that studio and they all said, you got, I said, yeah, how much? And I showed them this check and they almost just freaked out. <laughs> so that's how we started. And then after that, we did the next language and the next language and eventually did the more. You know, that, in those years, the Jesus Film didn't fund us any money. Yeah. Every language we did, we had to raise the money ourselves. Oh, totally different yeah. now. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, every not everybody, but many people were asking me, especially the ministry, why are you translating all these languages and nobody's using them? And I, well, I'm asking myself that question. So then I started thinking I've got to, you know, raise up teams to start using this movie. Our ministry didn't really, they were not really interested in it. I couldn't get them off the ground. I was doing some things, and one of the stories that I'll tell you in a minute was part of that. So we would, we would uh, like every summer, you know, we would take some students from the university uh, to just give them a vision on mission work and stuff like that and take them out and then use the Jesus film every night. And so uh, we went to an area of the country that is uh, right next to Mozambique. Now, if you look at the map of South Africa, you'll see there's a, between Mozambique and South Africa, there's a game park, a huge game park called Kruger National Park. And um, very famous, and it's got all kind of animals you can think of. Well, there was a civil war in Mozambique at that stage, and a lot of the Mozambicans fled the war, and they came to South Africa. Well, they had to cross this game park to get there. Um, and there were some refugee camps in the South African side, but what they would do is they would they would they would find a um, a guide a guide that would you know pay money and then he would guide them over because you couldn't make it in one day, you had to sleep over in the park. So the guides had special places where they could climb into trees, and they could sleep in the trees <laughs> to protect them. For protection, yeah, wow. because I mean, there's lion country, there's lion, and there's uh, leopards, and wow. you know all kinds of, and hyenas. Hyenas love to steal children, you know. Wow. Yeah. So, but this, uh, any case, so we were in this in this side of the of the of the camp, at least of the, the the park, and this is where our base was, and we were doing outreach, you know, among the villages there, and I got this message from a missionary. Uh, or at least he came to our camp and he was uh, he had a little church among these refugees. And he asked us if we would come and show the Jesus film in this camp. There were about 3,000 people in the camp. Well, you know, we had our program, we had our plans and everything, you know, and, you know, and just change that, you know. Yeah, I mean, you Campus that. Crusade way, you know, you've got this thing all lined up. <laughs> but we gathered everybody and we talked about this and we said, well, let's pray about it, you know. And if God wants us to change our schedule, then we'll do that. So we were praying about it. Then we got a note from a witch doctor. Inside, a little boy brought the note. 
from a witch doctor that said, you don't come to this camp. Wow. We're going to put a spell on you. So we realized this was a dangerous thing. You know, they, they, there's a lot of spiritual thing going on. In any case, so we were praying, and then I think we really got convinced that we wanted to go to this camp and do this. And we decided that we'll do it on a Sunday, on the Saturday evening. But we asked this pastor or, you know, this missionary that we wanted to, he's got about 36 people in this little church. We need to prepare them so that when we make an invitation or do the invitation that his congregation will be able to follow up on these people. Yeah, that's no problem. So we started going back into this camp. And I think that's where Mari ran into this young girl. Yeah, <clears throat> she was about 16 years old. And <clears throat> we managed to get some clothing that we were going to distribute to them. You know, and as I saw her, and I said, look at this pretty dress. And she just didn't have any emotion. Hmm. And uh, then we heard the story that she and her mother and her uh, six-month-old brother were coming across the game reserve, but they didn't have money for a guide. So they came by themselves and they slept under the tree. And as they were falling asleep, they heard this lion approaching. And they got up from their sleep and the mother put the baby in this teenager's arms and said to her, run. Mm -hmm. And she confronted the lion. And she actually saw her mother being devoured by the lion. And this was the emotion. This child ended up in this refugee camp. And she had this baby to look after and didn't know exactly what to do with it, you know. So with all that emotion, I mean, we didn't even know how to start ministering to them. I mean, we were young Christians. I mean, we had a lot of faith. But how do you tell them to have faith when that's happened in their lives? You know, you can't even... Try to understand their pain. She was about 14 years old. I mean, yeah, she's, you know, now she's got the six-month-old baby. Oh, my goodness. In any case, so so we, we started training these members of the church to do follow-up with the four laws, you know. I still remember we, we went to a supermarket and we bought uh, paper plates. And we had a marker and we wrote on counselor. And so that night when we came for the showing, we had them all lined up and we stuck these paper plates on their chest with a spin. And they all stood there, you know, very proud, you know, they're all counselors, you know. But in any case, so one of the problems was to find a, a big enough opening where we could pitch the screen and, you know, let the people gather around because it's these makeshift uh, little shacks all over the place. And so we put it up, and we didn't have a language, you know, that language, uh, the Jesus, I mean, that language. We did it. We used English. Oh, so we okay. used the translator. Okay. He would stand up there with a mic. Translator. And so, uh, interpreter. Mm -hmm. and so this is in so, between when you were doing all the languages. Yes, yes. This was right in the beginning. I mean, we, we've done like three or four of them, but, but we haven't even got to the Shona mm -hmm. is the language that they speak there, which is a smaller group. It's actually a Mozambican language, but, you know, I don't know when we were ever going to get there, sure. but we used the English, and um, so he would listen to the English, you know, we had the English in the background, and then he would translate uh, the oh, Shona okay. from the mic for the people. And so, um, so we set it all up, and there were about 2,000 people. Now, you know, with wow. the Jesus film showing, you have the screen up, and they, and they sit on both sides of There's the screen. There's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that about was, the. How did you get people there? Did you 
they just came. You I mean, they 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 just came. They were playing music, and then the kids start coming, and then the they just there. I mean, you know, um, but that's about the size of crowds that we used to draw with the Jesus film. Wow. Hardly ever under a thousand. Wow. And this is at the refugee camp. Uh, it's right mm -hmm. inside the refugee camp. Wow. In any case, so we started this movie, and uh, you know, the translator was uh, interpreter was translating. And as the, the movie went on, you know, more and more and more people started coming. And and as we got to the fourth reel, now if you if you know the Jesus film, we had the reels, you know, at the end of the third reel, that's where they arrest Jesus already, you know, and so things start happening. And so in the beginning of the fourth reel, this really gets into the beginning of the crucifixion. And the people started crying, you know, and crying and um, and well, that was normal because it normally, you know, the, the movie does that, gets that reaction, that emotion from the people. But I sensed that there was something deeper going on, you know, because normally it was the women and the children, hardly any men, but yeah, the men were also crying. Yeah. And as we got closer and they arrested him and they brought him before Pilate, and when they started whipping him, oh my goodness, these people were just crazy. I mean, they cried and they sobbed and the next minute they started falling down on their faces and I asked the interpreter, I said, what, what's happening, you know, and it was so many dust, we stopped the movie and, and he said the people are confessing sins. They were just all over the place, lying around and confessing their sins and I remember distinctly there was a young boy probably about eight or nine years old uh, the word for God in Shona is Shkweba. And he was just standing there, tears running down his cheeks and looking up into the air and he beating his chest, you know, Shkweba, Shkweba. That's all he was saying. And then, then the team, uh, our team that was there, we went down and we started confessing sins. And I don't even know how long this took us, probably about a half an hour, if not longer, that this went on. But and the sobbing and the crying, it was so intense. Mm. I mean, it was really as if God just came down in that moment. And I, I've never, ever experienced it in that, to such a level. Mm. And for some, somehow I, I, was, I got up and, and I tried to get the interpreter up and asked him to, to take the mic and tell the people that we have good news for them. Mm. Um, they haven't seen. They, no, they just saw Jesus together. crucified yeah. now. Oh I mean, now God. we stopped everything, you know. And he was able to do that, and he, and, he, and, he, and he spoke in the mic, and he said to them, you know, they must stop crying because we've got good news to show them. They calmed down a little bit as we stopped the movie, and then the resurrection took place. And oh, my goodness. I mean, it was chaos. I mean, they stormed. The whole screen fell flat. <laughs> It was so, I mean, it was just, you know, and even the counselors were down. I mean, there was, and so the most stupid question to ask at that point is who want to become, who wants to receive Jesus? I mean, everyone. Wow, the counselors want to receive the Jesus. Everyone <laughs> just wanted to, you know, become Christian. And, and then after we, after the, I don't know, oh, an hour or whatever, this whole thing was going on. We tried to, over the microphone, do a little bit of follow-up about assurance of salvation. But as the crowd dispersed, you know, we as a team got together and we probably stood there for two hours singing praises to God. Um, 
We left at four in the morning. I mean, it was just so amazing. And we so, didn't want to leave that spot. Yeah, it felt no. like holy ground. Yeah. You know, it just captured us all. Mm. You know, and mm. and we were scared to lose the presence there. Mm. We wanted to stay there. Yeah, exactly. We actually exactly drew ourselves point. away. Yeah. And to fast forward a, a couple of months later, this missionary said that the church from Sithirishik grew to about 450 people. Wow. wow. Yeah, in the camp. Incredible. And um, so we visited South Africa, at least the U.S. just a couple of months after that, I can't remember. And um, we were in California with Paul, and Paul then said to us, listen, he's going to take us to, to eat ice cream or something. And um, he asked her, he said, Tell me about it because we sent him the story, you know, and he said, Tell me the story. Mm-hmm. And so she related the story to Paul and she mentioned it felt like heaven came heaven down. Came down. Mm-hmm. And that was the title of the second book that Paul wrote. And that in the in the book the first story is this one. When heaven came heaven came down. But those were some of the experiences that we had. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Film Project Podcast. The Unheard Story, where we tell stories that the world needs to hear.